0: Buddy, welcome to episode 57 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sasha Dumont.
1: I am the other host, Paul Robinson. It's so
0: hot out. It's so hot.
1: Heat wave this weekend in New York. It's hot as
0: a crotch up in here. Yeah. So, so. hoping mm-hmm. that we don't lose power in the middle of this show. Yeah. But we might. But you'll never know because we'll edit it Assuming we get the power back in time to actually release our episode. If we don't, then this would be the first time our episode was not released on time.
1: All right. Through no fault of our own. No, we, once we released on a Monday. Did we? Yeah, one time. Son of a gun. That well, was like back in the 20s, I think.
0: Nobody knew that before you said it. So just shut your Well, face. It, was,
1: it was beyond just our control. Just shut your face. It was beyond our control.
0: All right. Yeah. So we may have some AC intermissions. Again, you'll never know through the magic of editing. Woo. Woo. Magical.
1: So, uh, first and foremost, our crowdfunding is officially over. It's over. It's over. So we'd like to thank everybody who supported us and shared and contributed. Um, we literally couldn't have done it without you. So we're genuinely, genuinely very uh, grateful for it all. So thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Here's the thing. What's the thing? About crowdfunding. Mm-hmm. We waited, wanted to wait until this was sort of done. Yeah to kind of get into the, the whole thing. So there are a couple people ask us, like, so what's, like, the crowdfunding like? Um, I always assume that more people have crowdfunded, but yeah, I guess not. Mm. I guess people that we know, not so many have. So, um, again, we went with Indiegogo because we were able to keep whatever we raised and thank freaking goodness for that because yeah. we wouldn't have gotten shit otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Kickstarter, obviously more well-known, but... Uh, it's all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Indiegogo, you have the option of um, taking whatever, getting whatever was raised, I think at a higher percentage on their part. And then Seed&Spark, which is probably more appropriately themed, not as popular of a platform and sort of came with a requirement to have a huge social media following which Well, it's not we a requirement, don't.
1: but if you want to be it's successful It's highly
0: suggest Well, yeah. that's like saying, yeah, it's not a it's requirement, very but uh, yeah. you're not going to succeed unless you do. I think that's yeah. pretty much a requirement in my eyes.
1: Right. But um, you know, and just because we didn't make the goal doesn't mean we're not making the film, obviously. We're no, still making it were the film. No, was always
0: just a matter of like how broke we would be. Uh, yeah. we we were prepared to be like $6500 worth of broke, but now we'll be like forty five hundred dollars worth of broke, yeah, which is two thousand dollars less of broke than we would have been. So you know, hey, Yay.
1: yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. You know,
0: um, so every bit helps, and and that's what we got. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I think this is where maybe some some newcomers would go wrong, where they kind of see. Projects getting funded, and they're like, "Oh, that's this. This is a modest amount. We'll definitely get this." And then you don't, and you're mm-hmm. not prepared. Right. You can't make your film because you don't have the other forty five hundred dollars right. right. or credit, at least, well, to I be able to cover it.
1: The biggest mistake I see on crowdfunding is people assuming that you know you you have a project. I'll just put it on Kickstarter, and then like people will magically flock to it, and Crowdfunding really just comes down to, in my opinion, in my eyes anyway, and I could be wrong, obviously, but it just comes down to a place where the people you already know can go. Yes. And you may get some people, you know, if you're, that's on our level. Right. You know, if you're more popular, then people will find you or whatever. But, you know, it's still the same concept, right? Nobody's, I shouldn't say nobody because it does but happen, didn't right? even
0: like, what's her face? Um, the hell's that actress's name? Melissa Joan Hart. Like even she kind of epically failed when she did. Her Kickstarter, oh, really and she and she's way more known than we are. Yeah, you know, I mean, it can.
1: I've worked with her. I don't know if you know this. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you worked with, it's like
0: seven degrees of Paul.
1: Yeah, I did um, two episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
0: Well, I think that's what she was trying to revamp, unfortunately. Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, I, I don't think she got very much. I think she got like fifty thousand dollars, mm. and I don't remember what her goal was. But <clears throat> um, yeah, I think it's def. I would definitely agree that it's for on our level it's for people that have a larger following. Yeah. If you have a, a large base of friends and or somewhat wealthy family members, then it works out well for you because mm-hmm. it's just an easier way to get to ask for money without right. asking for money. Right. But um yeah.
1: I mean we were lucky in that this year with the podcast we have expanded our network a little bit. So we've had some people that donated that were like guests on the podcast and stuff. So we were lucky in that regards. But even that even us with a podcast and a little bit of an audience, it's not like people were flocking to uh, to donate. So it's really I think on any platform, it's really about social media. And it's really about well, your let, your
0: let's just put your network way, of people, right? On if we're going by by our Instagram because everything is so we have uh, like five hundred and fifty followers on Instagram, right? Right for for Go Gorilla that is, right? And not many for a vital sign because it's mm, hundred you know, and something, yeah, yeah, not not as many. But um, of those five hundred and fifty followers, we had twenty contributions. Two of those were people that we'd had on the show. The other 18 mm-hmm. were all people that we knew, that we know or knew at one point were associates and, right. you know, a couple people that I think you went to high school with, yeah. like, you know, because I saw the name and I'm like, oh, a stranger. And you're like, no, I kind of know that person. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, we
1: haven't, we've had what, three crowdfunding campaigns now? I think so. Yeah. And I don't think there was ever been somebody we didn't know. that There donated. was twice. Twice. Okay. Yeah.
0: that I was like, I don't know this person. Do you know this person? They're like, no, I don't know who this is. Yeah. But it's usually people that you know or that you know through mm-hmm. someone else or whatever. And to somebody who... Here's what I would say to somebody who is, who, who is inquiring about crowdfunding and, and, and the, the potential of you getting strangers to donate to you. I ask you this. Okay. How often do you go on Kickstarter and Indiegogo to support somebody's project that you don't know.
1: Right. Exactly. Never. That's it.
0: Every time we've donated, it's because we've known that person or had them on as a guest or something and you're like, okay, I want to support this person.
1: But At most, it would be something I'd see on Instagram... That I'd say, oh, that's interesting. I I would Maybe, want to, vote, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd want to uh, support that. But you never, nobody just scrolls through those no. sites looking for, oh, who, where who can I give money to today?
0: I gave money to Kickstarter once, mm-hmm. and I got royally jammed up the ass yeah. for it. And it was it was over an Evil Dead board game that we never fucking got.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and bastard. and and because of that, I'm like, nope, not ever doing that again. <laughs> yeah. to see how that works? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not giving. I think it was like ninety bucks that. I tried to get it for you as a gift. And And he ended
1: up raising more than he needed. And he still lost all the
0: money. He he blew all the money and nobody got anything. So, yeah, yeah, as often as you are going on crowdfunding platforms to donate to just randos, that's how often it's going to happen to you. Right. Think there's this weird misconception that there's just like artistic rich people that are just scrolling yeah. through it. like they don't use kickstarter for that people that have money to burn they're at actual film fests or yeah. they know produce you know mm-hmm. and they're like okay you know what what do you think of this project you believe in this you th-? and, and again nobody does that rich people are rich for a reason mm-hmm. right they're not rich because they give their money away mm-hmm. it's an investment so our film is not going to make money this is not something that you would donate right. towards expecting to get a return. Right. So <clears throat> that's another thing. If you're if you're thinking that somebody who has money is going to donate to you that doesn't know you isn't your rich aunt mm-hmm. <laughs> in Florida or something, um, though that's an investment. Those are investors. They want to see what they donated mm-hmm. and some. Yes. And our film's not doing. We know this isn't something that we're going to probably, it's a short, so we're not distributing it really, unless we somehow lucked out with HBO shorts or something. I don't know. You know, that's always like the, whoa, one in a million chance. But yeah.
1: Can't bank on that for sure. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, that's just the biggest misconception. It's, it's, it's so, you know, to Seed and Sparks point, it is about building a community, but you know, it's easier to build a community on Instagram and Twitter than on, um, than specifically for crowdfunding. You know, Mm -hmm. you want people to be, to follow you regardless of where you go. If you're using Indiegogo or Kickstarter or Seed and Spark, then you want people to, you want people to go to any of them. And that's the, that's the, um, that's the trick of it all, right? Is to finding people that believe in what you're doing and want to follow. And maybe it's just like passively following you. Oh, you know, I'll throw them on my feed and see what they're up to. And if they have something cool, maybe I'll donate, whatever. Because I have people like that that I follow that I'm like, oh, these guys are pretty good or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just I'll follow them and see what, what they're up to. And yeah. I mean, that's all you can really hope for.
0: I'd also, um, I'd also... It is
1: the most we've raised. So there's that.
0: It absolutely is. I don't know what just happened there. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I was a little verklempt. Yeah. I had some spilkas in my connecticozoink. Um so another thing that I would, I would, I, I'm going to heed the warning. Mm. Don't donate mm-hmm. because you think that when your turn rolls around.
1: They'll donate to you. Yeah.
0: It's Baxi's. If they had the money, they wouldn't have been asking for yeah. it.
1: And theoretically, it's just a wash anyway. Because if you're, you're just
0: going to. Yeah. If you're it,
1: getting 25 bucks or 50 bucks or like 100 bucks. It's like a wedding bucks, gift, right? Giving, yeah.
0: You go, what did they give us? They gave us $200. I'm not giving them more than $200. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, So you basically just paid yourself. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's pointless. If if you're, if you're donating towards something, don't donate because you think that's what you should get back. Sometimes people will do that. And that's, it's, it's a gesture at that point. It's a nice gesture because, well, I technically already paid you. And, you know, so, so it's, it's a, it's a show of support, which is great. Mm -hmm. But um, I think people do that. They're like, well, maybe if I give $50 to this person, when my turn rolls around, they'll, they'll give me money. You can't do that. It doesn't make any sense.
1: Doesn't so it does not make sense. It does not make sense, right. Paul. Okay, I was just checking if it doesn't. it doesn't. Means, no, does it doesn't. Okay.
0: Um, so that, that that that's our crowdfunding adventure. Mm-hmm. We are now like officially in pre-production.
1: Mm-hmm. More storyboarding today,
0: as I refer to it. Actually, holy shit
1: mode. I shouldn't call it storyboarding because it's more pre-visualization. <laughs> you know, it's visual boarding. Visual boarding. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sit down and draw because I can't draw, and uh, so uh, and I'm doing more than just storyboarding shots. I'm, basically making the whole movie in my computer.
0: And what lesson did you learn this morning?
1: What lesson did I learn this morning?
0: In, re- in regards to film and production,
1: what lesson well, did you learn? Well, I will say that the old adage that gaffer tape doesn't harm walls is false.
0: And who warned you about that?
1: Uh, I don't know. Nobody really, because no, I just nobody did, it warned, and, did it anyway. Nobody warned you about no. that,
0: huh? Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing is, you know, uh, you know, we're, I'm still new to the whole production side of it, you know, in terms of like equipment and, and a, a grip equipment. Um, I usually, because I don't, we've never been able to afford a lot of it. A lot of it. And now it's happening to me. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, gaffer tape is supposed to be able to be used on walls and floors and all this sort of, you know, I mean, maybe our paint's cheap. I don't know. It's not. Place.
0: It's Benjamin Moore, homie. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: so if like $50 put a put gallon. Up, we put up gaffer tape on the wall and it ripped off the paint. Yes, it Son did. The first time and, uh, outside of, you know, in terms of a, and I knew that a it would. properly painted place.
0: Yeah, I don't do tape If here's 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 what you should take from this: if this tape is strong enough to hold up a sheet mm-hmm. or like a blanket, really of any kind, it's taking your fucking tape off. They're, they're paying off of the wall. Yeah. It, it's happening. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah, it never has yet. You know, we've been using gaffer tape for a we've while. We've been using gaffer never... tape on floors. No,
0: well, not much during, on during walls. the gaffer.
1: We had gaffer tape all over those walls, and it was fine
0: in a studio like those mm-hmm. walls that's that's like construction grade paint right. with it's extra still,
1: it's still paint you know
0: it's not though this is like you're you're putting gaffer tape on i know this seems like we're going somewhere else in this conversation but here's what's important right because you go like oh can i film in your house and they're like yeah sure and you're like oh it's gaffer tape it's safe and then you rip the fucking paint off the wall yeah. and they don't remember what the name of that color was so no. good luck matching it mm-hmm. um Lessons to lessons to be learned. When you are at an open space studio that has 19 layers of high gloss paint, yeah, you're probably good. A $50 flat matte paint from Benjamin Moore is not meant to hold gaffer tape.
1: Oh, it's the flat, right? Because the semi-gloss doesn't the have The semi-gloss that, mm.
0: and gloss, which you're going to find, which was where we found the gaffer, which
1: is basically that's like a big studio.
0: It will not rip. And also you have to remember that's Usually, like an oil-based paint.
1: Yeah, it makes sense because the paint is it kind of has like this sheen, like this this extra layer of. Um,
0: Our paint is flat. Yeah, I like flat paint, and so you can't really put that on flat walls.
1: I learned something on this episode. <laughs> i to look into that paint thing. You to
0: learn about that, like
1: before You're learn you learn today. You
0: gonna learn today. Um, so yeah, so don't do that, guys. <laughs> And black paint um, and
1: gaffer tape do not mix. Not all friends. Right. They're not friends. All right.
0: Um, so a couple a couple little um little little topics.
1: Yeah.
0: Is uh Oh,
1: and by the way, what so what happened. So we will be shouting out all of the uh
0: Yeah, we're gonna do a, a video. A video
1: for all of for the everybody. Don't that. you
0: worry, it's coming. Yeah. You're gonna get your thanks. Uh, we do also want to mention what losers we are at the moment, uh, in terms of not being able to go to Petra Denison's play that we sh- we we gave a shout out to last week, but we kind of have a little bit of a job to do this yeah. weekend uh, that we couldn't pass up or because... had because they'll
1: probably listen to this on Monday. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and uh, you know we need the the monies. Give me the monies right here mm-hmm. in the hand. With so the film. we had to we had to forego it, which really sucks. So if you are in the city, please go see the greenhouse mm-hmm. ensemble. It's Romeo and Juliet. Um, so yes. So shout out to Patreon. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We're horrible. Sorry. We tried. We bought our tickets and everything. Yeah. Um, so there so was- So
1: you got your money and you don't have to deal with us annoying you. Have to you. See,
0: you don't have to see my foch. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, some, some-
1: That's true support. So- <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's your money and you don't have to see me.
0: I want to support the arts. I want to support what you do and who you are. And I want to spare you having to look at my- Face right, you're welcome. Yep, so uh, a little news local news, I guess, in the film world. Robert De Niro is apparently trying to make New York the new Atlanta.
1: Okay, good luck, uh,
0: oh, or as he's saying it, like Hollywood, like yeah. he's trying to go that the far. And I think he's putting like I don't know how like in many in the city or New York yeah, State in the city. Yeah. Well, I think it's in, in Queens, yeah, because Queens is like a – it's it's like freaking great adventure now, mm. and it's ridiculous. It's all skylines and rich people, and who, yeah. who would have ever thought growing up in Queens that that would be the place to be? Yeah. Can't imagine it. But anyway, so um, – <clears throat> It, I think it's called Wildflower Studios mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't. I forget how many gajillion dollars right. he was putting into building the studio. I think
1: like one or two bazillion. I sure. think
0: it was like one one point two five bazillion, something like that. Yeah. Uh, again, this will never ever benefit people like us. Right. So right. Uh, cool for all of the people that are working. Yeah, have have fun working for Rich Productions. This will not benefit us. Um, It's cool, I guess. Whatever, like it's you know great. All for it because I'm sure great films will come out of there. But um, the 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 powers that be up in this area, Mm -hmm. we're already like, why not bring it all the way up to Hudson Valley? Because Hudson Valley is Hudson Valley. Shut the fuck up with that already. Like nobody cares about us. Uh, Yeah, like why why. Why bring it up to Hudson Valley? What's the point? More people are going to... that That's going to be utilized way more in the city. Yeah. There's more people in the city yep. that don't want to have to trek all the way up to Hudson Valley to go to a film studio. So yeah. get over yourself. Yeah. Um, I completely understand why they ha- they did it in Queens. That's the place to be. Mm-hmm. There's tons of space there. Like Manhattan is, is... It's there already. Like there's no adding space to that, but there's right. a lot of industrial areas in, in Queens. Queens yeah. So... You know, since they're building that up, obviously they're going to. And put then it you there. have
1: access to much more local talent. You know, exactly. That's you know? what I'm
0: saying. People don't want to have to come, even if they, if even if Robert De Niro was like, "Yeah, I'm going to build a, a 30 million dollar production studio up in Hudson Valley." Now, everybody in Manhattan, who most who, of which who don't have cars, right, are going to have to find a way to come all the way up here. Yeah, I'm going to get on Metro North with all of my fucking boom yeah. equipment and like my sound equipment, just trek it right onto the train and mm-hmm. deal with all that crap. Nobody's going to do that, so I totally understand why it's where it is. Mm-hmm. It's just this is is for the monies. Yeah, we got to have the monies to be able to use this. So we'll we'll see how that goes, and if it's as successful as Hollywood, I, I highly doubt. I can't
1: imagine New York giving a, a bigger film discount than Atlanta. No. I mean, Atlanta has its own political issues going on, whatever, but um, or Georgia in general. Yeah, I but guess. aside
0: from Atlanta. Aside from the city of Atlanta, there's nothing else. Yeah. You know, it's it's rural, rural, rural. rural.
1: <laughs> but New York, you know, uh, I don't know. Do, do they offer a tax incentive for filming currently? Well, that
0: was the that was the they must have something. What's her there's face a lot from of Sex there. in the City was trying to. Yeah, she was talking about. I think she was actually talking like speaking when well, she was running for governor it. or whatever. Yeah, saying something against it because I think I remember being like, "Well, that's funny because." As an actor, I think you'd be in favor of it. I don't know. That whole thing has gotten very mm. weird. I, I don't know what they're doing in, in terms of what the actual tax incentives are or if you're mm-hmm. getting as many or who knows. Um, I, I think that this will probably be successful, but New York is never going be to be Hollywood.
1: Well, Hollywood isn't even Hollywood. How many films actually take place in, Hel- in L.A.? It doesn't seem like there's a lot of films actually uh, they, filming in L.A. Uh, s-
0: most, I'd say, it's mostly shows, though. Yeah, like yeah, but that shows are huge films now. Are, yeah. You know, when you, like every show that you watch that looks like it's New York, eighty percent of the time is actually on a sound studio in L.A. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I mean, I, I think they're still. I think in terms of big budgeted films and blockbuster films and all that, Hollywood's always going to be the place to go. But where Hollywood fell off was on the indie yeah level like you don't go to hollywood for indie films you come to new york for that that's where we yeah, yeah. kind of took over um yeah
1: i think a lot of it's the permit stuff right like you, you have to get a permit to film inside your own apartment you in know? california yeah. yeah if you're filming in so your own like, house you have to have a permit it's it's yeah it's it's the greed you know people get greedy and they want a piece everybody wants a piece of the pie you know i mean we deal with it on our level where we eat
0: you're moving on up
1: (laughs) (laughs) we'll be dealing with it on our level when we're trying to find a location for filmmaking and they're like oh you're making a film it's twice as much now you know yeah
0: they're fun like that so so um okay what else are we talking about oh 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 um oh oh
1: 13 reasons why oh 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 Mm, mm, mm. the right stuff
0: stuff. you're welcome for that (laughs) so 13 reasons why i don't watch the show so I'm not going to sit here and say like oh
1: my god I know. Not because really. I, I thought it not for any moral reason I just I just I, wasn't interested in yeah. it. I'm oh,
0: I'm I I kind of I need a break from teens and their problems. Right. There's so many shows that's like teens and kids and teens and kids and I'm like eh. yeah. That was literally like 25 years ago for me so almost. Yeah. So I I kind of need a break from that. Stranger Things was like the last one for a while and and I'm going to that's different. That's European kids. Yeah. They're way better than ours. <laughs> so I, I'll deal with European kids problems over American kids. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the controversy, obviously, is that they have um, edited Yes. their original, one of the original scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and when this, when this show came out, there was the hoopla about, oh, it's very, it, it was... Um, misleading in Mm -hmm. terms of the subject matter Mm -hmm. because it it deals deals with suicide suicide, and people weren't prepared and like for a split hot moment I kind of got interested just because people were up in arms about it and I was like yeah I still don't want to watch this so I didn't I had I've seen like I think screen grabs of the scene in question Mm -hmm. actually it's not in question it's the scene and for this season For whatever the they did, the, the scene that they edited out. Right, okay. Um, and I didn't see... I mean, I was struggling to see the the issue because it's a suicide scene. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the point in sort of editing that. Right. Because that's probably, you know, they got as close to what that would look like. I think she slits her wrists in a tub. Right. Um, if you're hitting all the right arteries and veins, then... It's going to be bloody, you know, yeah, yeah. it's going to be uh, gruesome and that's suicide. I don't know if you realize what a gunshot wound to your face does. A lot of damage. Sure. There's not a pretty way to do that. I think it's more important to actually show what suicide looks like. I think that would have more of a positive effect on someone because here's here's where everyone's going like, oh, this is dangerous for people who have uh, suicidal thoughts. Look. No show is going to create suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. So if you are going into this show, especially if you're going in having heard the controversy, right, then that's kind of on you. I Mm -hmm. don't want to – I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can about this, but, you know, you cannot put the onus on – the creators of the show and the subject matter. If you have suicidal ideation, you shouldn't be watching a show that's about suicide. Mm. If you have a teen that is suicidal and has had suicidal thoughts, then you need to be monitoring what they watch. Yeah. Because why Why would you, you know? And so then you have people that say, well, we didn't know. Okay, I'll give you that one. But after a while, a lot of people knew it. It became a thing right away as soon as the show came oh, out. You did. Oh,
1: I thought you didn't know. You didn't know your your teenager had those you know, when you said you didn't know, is it that they don't no, no. know I that, mean, like, that you, the show has that content or did you not that the know show that, has the teen,
0: the con- that the show has that content?
1: Because it's possible you wouldn't know your teen has that.
0: Right. And so in that case, like anything's fair game, right? Mm-hmm. Anything can set set somebody off that's suicidal. Yeah. Um, but there were, you know, a lot of the articles were just like, well, this is it's just an unsafe message. I'm like, no, I think it's actually a, it's, a, it's a necessary message because suicide is actually quite prevalent in teenagers. Yeah. And now with social media, it's almost become a show. You mm-hmm. know, people are live streaming their suicides. Mm-hmm. Got really dark here on yeah. <laughs> this show. But this is a show on Netflix, you know, and that, that is the the theme around it. Um, And so I think it's important to show like, hey, this is what it looks like. You're not going to have this really romantic, like, oh, you're just going to sit in warm water and slowly pass away. Like, no, you're cutting veins. They carry a lot of blood. You're hitting arteries. You're going to bleed out. It's going to be scary. And this is what the person who finds you is going to have to live with for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. Think about it. I don't know. Um, And so I didn't really see... Well, I, I don't think that they I don't think that we should be editing
1: art. Yeah. Well, I mean it depends on the yeah. No, I it depends on the, the content the context of it. You know, if if somebody is trying to romanticize suicide and uh, make it seem like it's something cool, is that something you edit then?
0: Um because well, I, art doesn't always all, have to be pure and good. I think it all depends good. on on what the subject is, right? If this character, if it's about a, if you're, you're talking about a show where the characters are like pro-suicide, right? Or they, they, you know, like, what is that? That blue whale thing that's online and all that the kids follow and kill themselves and stuff like that. Um, if that's, if you're, if you're telling a story, there, there are people that, it's like people that are pro-bulimia, you know, I mean, yes, I understand that there are people that are bulimic, but I don't think it's insensitive to tell a story about the fact that there are people that are pro-bulimic because there are, mm. you know, so I, I I don't know.
1: I don't know. I guess I'm, my, 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 my question was, is, is there a line when it comes to editing art, you know? Uh,
0: I don't think there should be, honestly. I think even...
1: Because if somebody's goal is to put out, let's just say... You know, we live in a crazy world, so it's not that crazy to think that somebody would make a film or a short film or a series whose whole entire goal is to romanticize suicide and make it look fun and cool.
0: People are gonna know that right away, though. The yeah. the, the second people start watching, I'm not that, for they're any of this. Obviously. Like, I'm
1: just wondering if there's a line that we would have to. Draw I think if because somebody if somebody thought to do
0: that, it's because that's what's out there. Yeah. That's like saying that we shouldn't glorify murder scenes in movies because people have been murdered. Way more people have been murdered, you know what I mean, violently than people that have specifically only hung themselves, let's say. if You know what I mean? And that's a reality for a lot of people. That's triggering, especially if the character died similarly to a family member, then Mm -hmm. that's going to be triggering. But you can't say, well, we can't have murder scenes in films anymore because people have been murdered. I mean, it... Fair enough. You know, these things happen. And I don't think that even going back in history, an example that I had used when having this discussion on social media was you look at a movie, uh, a movie, a show like um, All in the Family, right? It's no longer relevant, although we are not, we're starting to head backwards. So we might just be right back where we started in the 70s there with that. But at the time, things were sort of, you know, uh, racial cohesiveness was very new. Mm -hmm. So you would still have those sort of opposites. It was relevant to that time. That was what, People were like, and what life was like, and Mm -hmm. what it was like for different races. So, I don't, it may not fly today so much. And especially now with, you know, oh, that's that it's, it wouldn't be appropriate. But neither was the Jeffersons. Right. You know, the Jeffersons, I think, was like one of the first shows to like call somebody a cracker, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah. But it was relevant to that time. These, This was a time where being African-American in this country was very, very difficult. Not too much has changed, but you were getting into, you know— uh, um the civil rights movement, this mm-hmm. was, you know, had had already sort of come into play. And this was a big topic. So this was relevant to the time. I would never say, well, we shouldn't show reruns of All in the Family because it's offensive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This was the reality. Mm-hmm. This this was the art. This was the show. Don't watch it. Right. If you find it offensive, don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's tricky. That's a very tricky subject for a lot of people, you know, um, because it's, you know, let's say it's considered racist, right? Let's just say all in the family, certain scenes or things they say or episodes can be considered by today's standards racist. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, why would you purposefully air something that's considered racist? Whether it was filmed in the 70s or today.
0: Because there was the show... I'm not arguing
1: for, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, yeah,
0: because the the thing was that the show had racial undertones and overtones at times, Mm -hmm. but it was actually in favor of um, racial equality. Right. It was the delivery because Archie Bunker exists. Those tight, that person that thinks that way and speaks that way exists. But the fact Still today, there's yeah, some of the very, very, very much so. But the fact that George Jefferson had made cameos on the show and gave it back to him, that was the first time you'd ever seen right. a person of color actually like hand it back to somebody being racist. So yeah, to say like oh well, this is a racist show because one of the characters said something racist, but that doesn't mean that the intention was racist. That right. they were bringing attention to the fact that this person exists. And let's not let's not forget that Archie Bunker was the butt of the joke. Yeah. You know, his behavior and his way of thinking was the butt of the joke. So were
1: the were the kids, were they, did they have that same mindset? No, absolutely yeah. not. Oh, okay. His daughter. I don't, know, I don't remember the show. Really, his
0: so daughter and Meathead, meathead his, yeah. his, his son-in-law were like hippies. Oh. So they were always trying to change the way he thought. And they were usually trying to correct things that he said. That's what I'm saying. Like a lot of people will jump on it. Like, well, it's a racist show. Sit down and watch the show first. Mm-hmm. You know, the same as, like, uh, the argument could be made for Friends, right? There's this this whole, like, first of all, I don't believe this whole, like, people are up in arms. No, they're not. One person mentioned it and suddenly everyone, every millennial is up in arms about something. It's not. What's that? That Friends was, like, racist and sexist and because they didn't, I mean, I will admit they didn't have, like, a a lot of, like, a diverse cast. (laughs) I'll give you that. Um, But this was a sitcom in the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't quite there yet. Um, But in terms of them being homophobic, they were saying like Chandler was homophobic because his dad on the show played by Kathleen Turner Mm -hmm. is a drag queen. And a lot of people were saying, well, you know, that Chandler's character was homophobic because he took jabs constantly at the fact that his father was a drag queen. But when they interviewed Kathleen Turner, she was all for it because she's, I I guess, like kind of a staple in the community and was very much in support of LGBTQ. And um, she... Was like, I think this is great because no one's ever done this before, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, it's like those baby steps. Yeah. Yes, Chandler would. But you know what? I think that's, at that time, it was not as accepted. So he probably would have felt that way and been yeah. like, oh, this is weird because my dad's a drag queen and how many people's dads are drag queens, yeah. you know what I mean? But the fact that they brought the subject to light, I think they were one of, I think one of the first shows to do that. Yeah. So yeah, aside possible. from MASH, actually, wait, yeah, MASH. <laughs>
1: I'm going to yeah. say
0: there was that character on MASH. Um, But yeah, so it's, you kind of have to like look at the time and just be like, you know, it's not like people are running around in blackface. That's like obvious blatant racism, yeah. you know what I mean? But you kind of have to go with the times anyway. So the whole point was, my whole point being that I don't think they should have edited that. I think it should have been left. The way it was, it's a very important message. It's a very serious message. Again, I have not watched the show, so I can't speak for, you know, the yeah. script and the performances. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Um, People are, are tend to err on the side of safety because they don't, you know, and for the networks, it's not any kind of moral stand. It's a fear of losing sponsors. Yeah. You know, Um they don't want to lose subscribers or sponsors or whatever. If a, if, a, if a subscriber or sponsor has an issue with what they did, and that's the whole thing. It's like trying to please everybody all the time. You end up pleasing nobody. Right. You know, so. Right. Um,
0: but I, I think this I think this is dangerous in terms of art and entertainment. Well, they've been I doing it forever, right? You, you start, know,
1: when they would have, if somebody shot up a school and then the next episode they did of a with show. That was Mr. Robert.
0: Uh, Mr. Robert. Mr. <laughs> Robert. Mr. Robot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And then they'll t- cut a scene because a, sh- a school got shot up. Shot I think up or they waited or, or something yeah. like. Oh, the suicide. The guy yeah. Shot, yeah.
0: And I'm like, I mean, I don't. Because here's my thing. If, if I was a victim, I understand that it's like an overall sensitivity, but it's just like I highly doubt that the victims of this actual crime that took place are going to be sitting down watching Mr. Robot right now. Right. They've got bigger fish to fry, you know. Right. So it, suicide and this type of thing happens all the time. You can't. Start editing that because well, somebody might be offended by this. Someone's always going to be offended mm-hmm. by it. There's always going to be somebody that's offended by and not that what you shouldn't care
1: about it. But there, you know, there has to be like if you've,
0: I are, think they should have aired the episode and then put something at the end, you know, or at the beginning, and, of the yeah, of some yeah, sort yeah or something. something like yeah. that. I t- I'm totally for that and in, in that sensitivity and 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 being respectful and you know in in terms of the condolence of it, but unless it was exactly the same crime, right. like. Right. I don't know how. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Um, speaking of Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. We saw Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you know that in Mr. Robot, um, Portia Doubleday <laughs> plays. God. I've worked with I her. I know I've, where this is yeah, going. I've done some stage work with her. I know. He you yeah. worked with her mother. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. my acting teacher.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've only heard that 14 times now. Yeah. Um, so we we finally did see Bohemian Rhapsody. hmm I was kind of on the fence as to whether I wanted to see this. Yeah. Because little known fact, I was quite a big Queen fan mm-hmm. growing up. I do enjoy the Queen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And.
1: I mean, he's a brilliant singer.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's Freddie Mercury, yeah. and I think that's the problem is that
1: aside from as far as a singer songwriter, uh, what is his name?
0: Mark Martell. I think Mark Martell is his name. Mm-hmm. I should know. I kind of follow him. Um, he did some of the singing, mm-hmm. and I wondered that because I was like. Yeah. They must have gotten Mark Martell for this because if you go look him up and if I'm getting the name wrong, I apologize. Just look up guy who sounds like Freddie Mercury. He's the only one. Oh, yeah. And um, I think that was kind of where I was like, Ugh, because you're not picking like a pop star. It's, it's Freddie Mercury. Yeah. His voice was incredibly unique. Mm-hmm. So I'm never ever going to not think of Freddie Mercury. So regardless of who plays them, I'll never 100% buy it mm-hmm. because it's like, Mm. Yeah. You know, I know he's not obviously singing that, and I think um Rami Malik is had uh, uh, c- confessed that he has a horrible voice. Right. So um sometimes, like in some spots, like the lip syncing was like a, a
1: little off a, a, yeah. a little bit
0: off. Um, but he there, like no doubt that he gave it a hundred percent
1: like oh, yeah. I mean, body
0: mannerisms R- and
1: Rami Rami Mal Rami, Rami. Rami, Rami, Rami. Malik is a great actor, so
0: he did killed it. He did great. First of all, I'm going to give him credit for his British accent. Mm. Cause we don't always get that right. Mm -hmm. And he did, if I didn't know who he was and I didn't know that he was an American actor, he would have fooled me. I thought he did, he did a really great job um, of embodying that the the movement, his movements on stage. Like Mm -hmm. he he has like this very specific, you know, sort of personality on stage and he did a great job with that. Um, I actually like the film a lot more than I thought I was going to. Because really? once people start going, mm. it's the best film of the year. I'm like, I disagree. I haven't even watched it. And I already disagree. How do you know if you watched every film that was made this year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I hate that claim. But I don't like when people make a fuss and they started, you know, the movie came out. Awards, awards. And uh, you know, and I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, stop it. And so yeah. then I kind of felt like I don't want to see it. But I really do like him as an actor. And I was like, this yeah, isn't great. fair to him. I, I do want to see this. I mean, the whole this.
1: cast did a great job. They
0: all did really well.
1: You know, um, my biggest problem was and just- Mike Myers. Yeah.
0: Another American acts uh American actor who's great at accents. Yeah. He always kills his but accents. But I can
1: never not see Mike Myers. It's always you know? Mike
0: Myers. I always see Fat Bastard so, no matter yeah. what.
1: <laughs> it's so apropos, I guess, that yeah. he's in it. Um uh, but anyway, I, I just I don't know. For me, I wasn't I it just didn't work for me the film.
0: <gasps> really? Yeah, it
1: was it was not bad.
0: We have not we didn't discuss the film afterwards. No. Look at this happening live. Yeah. You're hearing this live. I
1: I, I uh I thought there were great moments, you know, most of them involving R- Rami Malek. But for me, the structure and the story just wasn't anything that was intriguing to me. Like, It felt like, in terms of the structure and the story, it felt... And I know the the writers and directors are talented people because mm-hmm. um, they've done other great stuff. But it just felt a little like... It, I just didn't know what, what I should be following or rooting for or whatever. It just felt a little um, discombobulated for me because... Um, You're also not a Queen fan. True, but <laughs> so. but I do appreciate Freddie Mercury and the band yeah, yeah, Queen. Yeah. They're great artists, I think. Uh, I I it seemed like they were filming. The film was about the most known part of exactly. Queen. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to know like it starts off, and you know, I don't want to give too many spoilers. This was my but issue, Yeah, started off and Freddie Mercury was already a great singer and songwriter. Right. I, for me personally, I is, am much more interested in learning everything up until he met that dude in the van. More of a biopic. Yeah. Um, I wanted
0: to see little Freddie Mercury because his father had made a comment about how he had always been sort of a rebel.
1: Yeah. And I, I was, wanted I want, to see I want
0: even five minutes. Him and his father's
1: relationship would, would have been, that That could have been a great movie yeah. by it in, in and of itself.
0: Even if they just did like a five minute open of yeah. him kind of getting to that point, that was my one issue with the film, which we did discuss that, was that I said, I really would have liked a backstory mm-hmm on, and I guess I thought that, look, you know, he's always going to be front and center. He was the frontman for the band, but I thought it was about the band and it was just more about how Freddie Mercury got to the band and then in the band.
1: Right. Well, I had heard, and I don't know if this is true because I haven't went through the film or whatever, but, you know, a lot of people complained about the editing and I thought the editing was a bit yeah, weird choppy. because it chopped a lot, but well, uh, I switched what I had heard, directors. what I had heard is that it was some contractual thing where they had to show every member of the band equally. Mm. So you're cutting through all these scenes because the whole band's together and every single person in that scene has to have the same amount of FaceTime. It
0: didn't feel like that. I felt like it I was felt about like there's Freddie lot, Mercury. So I'm
1: wondering if, because I had heard that from a, a few different sources. And so I'm wondering if it was just during the scenes when they're all together that they have to have the same amount of FaceTime mm. because Freddie Mercury is it the most. Right. I mean, that's kind of so. Um, but the editing is weird and I, I and maybe I'm not Maybe I don't know enough about the intention of the scene to understand it. But, you know, when they're sitting together and you're cut, 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 cut. Yeah. There's so many cuts. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's a creative decision or if that's some kind of contractual obligation. I don't know. But I don't know. I just felt like there there's a good story there to tell. But that that wasn't it for me. That's just for me. I, but, I, but from a technical standpoint, the movie's great. You know. Yeah.
0: I guess... um
1: the performances, the lighting's good, you know, I, th- I
0: thought, see, that's where it's confusing because I thought it was going to be more about the band and all of their backgrounds, which probably would have been a three-hour movie at that point. Right. Um, but it wound up feeling like it was more about Freddie Mercury. In that, I was then confused because they gave so little time to Jim Hutton, who was his life partner. Right. And, like, Jim Hutton was, like, a huge part of his life. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, mm. even... Um,
1: well, not before uh, that show, I assume, right? If this, if, if if history goes along with the movie at all.
0: No, but... I, well, that's just it. It's, like, it, it ended at Live Aid, mm-hmm. right, pretty much. I thought it was going to be more, like, the life, like, his life afterwards yeah. and, and all that. But in a way, I kind of appreciated that they ended it at his peak because Live Aid sure. was one of his like last big shows, sure. I think. And, you know, so we didn't watch the downfall of him. Ob- if, I mean, I don't know who doesn't know, but that he died of AIDS. hmm you know uh, i think a couple of years later or something 94 um, i think or
1: something like that uh, was it i don't remember 2001 Something. they said jesus it.
0: christ you think i'd know that um but uh, jim hutton was oh, like just such a big part and then mary also they did show a bit of mm-hmm. her but mm-hmm. mary was there was controversy when he died because he i believe he'd left everything to her to be you know sort of divided and people yeah. were like why did she get it and mm-hmm. he had this obviously you can see in the movie if you've watched it had a very close relationship with her so I don't yeah
1: that relationship was actually I liked that relationship yeah yeah, yeah. that relationship felt was done well like
0: two different movies that got smashed together it was like they would they wanted to do the biopic but then they also wanted to do the band, band yeah. and they just kind of like mix them together but again remember this the thing, film like, switched directors yeah. it almost didn't get finished yeah. So we don't know what got filmed with the original director mm-hmm. and then what had to be put in afterwards. That may be why it's sort of a hodgepodge. Yeah. But I still I still enjoyed it, not because the structure and story was so great, but because his music was so good that it was like watching a little concert.
1: Yeah. And I like to like, I don't know. You kind of
0: can't go wrong when you're playing Queen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like still like, I'm still going to enjoy Learn more that.
1: about how he thought of the songs and what the songs mean to him. Yeah. A lot of meaning in those, those lyrics, you know, yeah. what he's writing as an artist. And so I would have liked to, rather than him just sitting at a piano, like, oh, this sounds cool. Let me just start singing the song. like Yeah. Clap
0: your hands together and stomp your feet. Here's the song. This is what yeah. we're going to do. Like, right, but That's what... a cool
1: baseline. Let's make a song. Like, you know. I yeah. Know.
0: Where did, what did the song mean to him? Yeah. Because he. Was singing to all these songs, even songs that, because I think people assume that he wrote all the songs they didn't. It was, it was a collective as a band. And so when he brought his lyrics in, was he bringing all of his lyrics in or Mm -hmm. was this also a collective thing that they wrote? I don't know. Um, I did like it. I did enjoy it. I think if it hadn't been Queen and it had been a band that I didn't really like, I probably would not have enjoyed it as much, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to give it like an A minus because I, I, he did such a good job in the performances yeah. that well, I, I'd that's give it, hard
1: to do. I'd give it a B minus and I'd give it. Whoa. Yeah, because of, because <laughs> of Rami, because the, to me, you know, and I, look, I, I couldn't make a better film, but you know, uh, to me, the, the story Not with was that attitude you yeah, cancer. The story was just kind of discombobulated. I didn't know if I should be following him or the, yeah. or the thing. And and, could and that. there could be a movie that you can do that does both, but you just don't have enough time, right? You'd have to be yeah. like a sequel or a series or something. And I just felt like I I was much more interested in Freddie's story, or you focus on the band and mm. be more interested in the band story. But yet, like to your point, I think they're just trying to combine the two, and there just wasn't enough time, so things got yeah. rushed. And it
0: felt like it just started; it just yeah, jumped yeah. right into like, okay, you're in the band now. Like, whoa, what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So so that uh, that that's how we feel about that, I guess. Whatever
1: <laughs> happened to the original singer that that left? I don't know. Did he ever go anywhere? I don't know. Because his thing was he was leaving because he was because some great opportunity. It, yeah, right?
0: I don't think he – yeah, but, I mean, you can't say, like, oh, you shouldn't have left Queen because Freddie Mercury is what kind of made Queen Queen, yeah. I'm sorry to say. But, I mean, you know, I realized that it was an effort
1: well, with all of them, that but he, he was the yeah, personality. The one thing that he says is that you need me and I need you. Yeah. And I think that 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 point could have been <clears> – <throat> you know, if you went down the route of it being about the band, that point could have been – the 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 main theme of it is that as good as Freddie Mercury was, mm-hmm. he needed that band.
0: They were still great musicians and songwriters, right. so they needed each other. You know, other.
1: because you never really heard anything like you, there was no backstory about you know, all right, this guy's a great guitarist, okay, but yeah, you're telling me he is, yeah, but I want to see like his struggle to become a good guitarist. You know, we'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> but <I laughs> unless think someone that,
0: else does another movie,
1: yeah, that movie would have had to have been like three or four hours for it to, yeah. In the current structure for it to really yeah. encapsulate everything it needed to.
0: I'm going to break my own rule here. <clears> Hypocrite. <throat> <laughs> in that I generally do not talk about stuff that I think is all around bad because what's the point if I mm-hmm. can't offer constructive criticism? But WTF cats.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Who greenlit that?
1: I don't know. I haven't even seen the whole trailer. I oh, just my saw, God. Like, it's bits and pieces of horrible. It. I have no, <laughs> no interest.
0: Just... I just, what? Yeah. And I probably would not have questioned it if not that all of a sudden who pops into scene? Idris Elba. What just happened? Everyone else, I'm not trying to be mean. I would have been like, yeah, I get it. They're singers and wannabe singers and, you know, whatever. Mm. But then it, it'll just Idris Elba comes in and it's like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're better than this. <laughs> Why? Well, I hope he got paid well. Yeah. I hope he got paid really well for that. Um, cats was uh, if you weren't around in the 80s to see the nonstop like assault
1: I remember it commercial
0: yeah. wise it was mm-hmm. in every single com- every single commercial break there was a, there was cats yeah and as a kid i was never really interested in it um and a uh, shout out to Brandon who thought from that it was not up for debate. That's like, that's like he's, he's not just Brandon. He always has to be from Steady Geek. Yeah. <laughs> um, who thought that it was about space cats,
1: alien cats, which would have been amazing, <laughs>
0: which would have been way more entertaining than its original version. Um, and I, I can, he's a, he's a couple years younger than me. So I can understand why as a kid, you would think that through the commercials, it was kind of like set up that way. Um, but that would be his idea. I think he should redo this film and, and have them all beam down from spaceships, space cats.
1: Yeah. I want to see his version of it.
0: Very much so. Uh, yeah, I just, this is the kind of thing that I'm like, I cannot even imagine what this cost to make. Mm. Sets, wardrobe, costume, makeup, all day, every day. And this is what you came up with. And like James, G- like James C- Corden, right? Mm-hmm. I oh, get is it. He in it. Yes, yeah. oh, I get it, dude. You wanted to be a singer.
1: <laughs> singer.
0: He finds a way to sing oh. in every single yeah. aspect of his life on camera. I, th- I just, just try to do that. Just cut an album already, because yeah. of, like, <laughs> I'm just so sick of watching him perform. And so, oh my God, it's James Gordon as a singing cat. Okay, and then we have Rebel Wilson.
1: Mm. <sighs> Had she sing? I don't know. No, no.
0: It, it's not about her singing. Uh-uh. It's about her being. And I'm, I'm, I'm just because th- this is this is how Hollywood portrays her. Okay, and this is the the role that she's taken, and this is a persona that she's taken. So, oh, surprise, surprise! She's a fat cat, and she falls a lot. Mm. Like in the even in the trailer, it's of her falling over clumsily and mm. comically, and it's like, oh my god! Even in cat form,
1: yeah.
0: Can you not like?
1: funny fat person can she
0: not give her another fucking part like if they she's they give her the same character in everything she's in Mm -hmm. every single thing she's in and i mean she's i mean she's banking her way with it and i guess you know but it's just so i i don't know. know every time i see her i'm like let me guess they're gonna put her in tight clothing to accentuate her size and then they're gonna have her fall over because you know She's top heavy, so clearly yeah. she, we must have her fall yeah. over. There's no way that she could be on, you know, grounded throughout the, the entire film. Yeah. It's just so typical, and it's just that it's. I've never seen such a plethora of mess mm. than that When That I actually thought it was a spoof.
1: <laughs>
0: I legitimately thought it was a spoof when I saw it. I was like, "Oh, this is funny," and then I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah. I think this is for real."
1: <laughs> I thought the same thing when I saw the the Top Gun trailer. Ah, uh, I was like, "Is this?" Is this a commercial for the Air Force? What is happening?
0: Tom Cruise was um, – he was he was holding his youth for a while. He's not anymore, and I don't well, mean that, like, think, as a diss. Like, I think the point it, of Tom Dunn is point. that he is
1: older now. Yeah, I know, you know? but and it's his,
0: ridiculous. His,
1: it's kind of – It's ridiculous. It's a bit meta because in the film – in the trailer – they had said like people like you are their dying breed and they're not you know and so I feel like it's the same with that type of movie you know
0: yeah but I think to me that's no different than like playing on the like the the Rebel Wilson thing where yeah. it's like oh well, yeah that's what I'm the, like, it's going to be that he's old like yeah, yeah because people get old how long ago did the Top Gun come out it was like thirty years ago or something yeah. like you know obviously he's aged and so to me it just looks kind of silly I guess that, yeah. I I don't know I, I hate. I I hate remakes and, and, and reboots and all that yeah. crap. It, it just, they, they rarely work. Yeah. They rarely work. That's all I'm gonna say about that. I know yeah. we I get I, it, I, Tom
1: Cruise. You can fly a jet.
0: I, I generally don't talk shit about something if I can't offer constructive criticism, but I just couldn't not talk about cats because it was so bad that I actually thought it was a joke. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening, Hollywood? Um, And so for the last topic, mm-hmm. pew, 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 topics all over the place. Um, first of all, I just want to point out the fact that Catch-22 got snubbed for the awards yeah. and I don't give a shit about awards. I've said this before on the yeah. show. It doesn't it really, it, it's, it's irrelevant and it doesn't matter. And this is proof of it. Really good shows aren't even acknowledged. So that's how little these things matter. And on that topic, I'm going to jump onto the fact that three Game of Thrones actors nominated themselves mm-hmm. and, uh, Gwendolyn got in. Yep. Cause here's something I didn't know. You have to pay for that as an actor.
1: To get to submit yourself?
0: No, when you're nominated. Oh. You have to pay $250 when you're nominated. Oh. And so HBO, usually the studio will pick that up. Oh. They didn't do it. For for these. Well, it was um, Theon, Melisandre, Uh Uh and... Gwendolyn Christie? And yeah, Uh. for Brianne. Those were three characters that I guess were supposed to be in the running. Yeah. And HBO was like, no, 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 they'll never get it because they wanted to give it to the main. Amelia Clark. Yeah, they wanted to, you know, leave it for the main characters. Um, And so they didn't pay that for them. And Mm -hmm. so they paid it themselves. Because I thought that they actually like paid into it like, hey, here's my 250. I want to be nominated. I guess they were in the running, Mm -hmm. but HBO didn't want to cover it
1: Mm -hmm. uh, because- 250 bucks is like nothing to HBO. Uh, well,
0: You'd you know. think, and so well, I didn't know that you had to pay that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> that is so great, which just like further proves the point that these award shows are all bullshit. Yeah. Like, um, why the hell are you paying for a nomination? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, did I not do enough work? <laughs> like,
1: well, you're you're paying to be submitted for a nomination.
0: Yeah, but still,
1: if I was HBO, I'd be submitting fucking everybody.
0: No, there was a, there was a method to that madness and it was be, I think it was because like they were kind of sweeping mm. and they didn't want to piss people off with like uh-huh. oh yet another person yet another person yeah. yet another person. And look, Brienne of Tarth is one of my favorite characters on yeah. that show, but in terms if she's I don't know who she's against for supporting actor.
1: It's like three she other Game of Thrones people.
0: Yeah, I see that's where it gets silly, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just
1: Well, it's like that year that Jim Carrey was in a category against himself for like two different movies.
0: <laughs> Like, I just, um, the fact that Theon Greyjoy, you barely saw him in mm-hmm. this last season. And Melisandra. Yeah. But she had, like, two lines in yeah. the entire season. Like, why was she even, I mean, not, like, no shade to her, but yeah. the character was barely there. Yeah. How is that even a nomination? I don't understand. Um, I love Brienne, but it just, if uh, that's the thing that, you know, they sweep, they take the whole category. There's so many films and shows that came out. It's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair to people that like, you know, really should get it. Mm. I love her. Yeah. She's great, but no. Yeah. And now because everybody's like jumping on it, the fact that she had to do that, everyone's like, yeah, she should win now. And it's like, I no, she should win if you th- if she, yeah. thought she was worthy to win prior to the it's controversy. It's
1: anyway. You know, whether she it's just what somebody thinks.
0: Nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. I don't even know when the awards are. I don't really. I don't watch it anymore. I don't know. We used to like watch it. If it was like when Leonardo after The Revenant, I was like, mm. I'm watching this because there's no way he's... Like, he better fucking yeah. win. As little as I care about it, I've been following. He's one of my favorite. He's like my top three. Yeah, Might actually be one of my faves, actually. Mm. It was Philip Seymour Hoffman. Gary Oldman was tied. But can I just say that Gary Oldman is in a film with Jessica Alba, Yeah, who she's like my female James Franco. And that started no because much, she made huh? a shitty comment about writers mm. uh, she's one of those actors she made a comment about how writing isn't important it's yeah. the actor and what they like bitch uh, <laughs> like yeah. are you kidding me do you see the films that you're in obviously you're not doing that writing much justice <laughs> with your phenomenal acting yeah. um and i just i watched a trailer i don't remember what it was called and i'm like gary
1: what is happening yeah why why are new, you in this he Needs a new manager i
0: don't understand how he can like be like play winston churchill mm. And then an award-winning performance and then he goes to like these like – it's not that it's indie. It's that it's like Magoo. It's not even like interesting indie. It's like kind of films that go straight to streaming and like no one really even knows existed or happened. And I don't know how – now that I've just completely dissed him, I guess there's no way for us to get him on one of our films. (laughs) But I'm saying like is it that easy? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, maybe it is.
0: I think it speaks for how much – how uh, how much we underestimate the amount of money that goes into even shitty films
1: yeah, yeah.
0: that's the problem is that he probably still got paid pretty well mm-hmm. for doing something that most people will not even hear about yeah because that's how much money is just like exploding out there mm-hmm. 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 i I'll, I'll take it all back and and shove my foot in my mouth if he'll be in one of our films don't get me wrong yeah I I in, initially began acting and wanting to act because of Gary oldman and then Philip Seymour Hoffman came in shortly after that, Yeah. and Leonardo came in right around that time. Yeah, those were like my three, the three male actors that I was just like, "Yup,
1: mm, they're great."
0: So, um, that's it. That's it. That's all the the ranting and raving.
1: That's all she wrote.
0: Raving and raging.
1: R- ranting. Raving. Yes,
0: they're, they're both pretty.
1: Yes, and once again, we'd love to thank all of the people who Everybody.
0: donated.
1: And we will be doing that. In Everyone video form. will
0: be individually thanked. Oh. Yes. For supporting us.
1: Thank you so much for supporting us. We are so grateful. We really are. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. And a shout out to Perry.
0: Perry. and Steady Geekin Steady. and Reality Bomb Comic Cast. I'm still going to shout out Parlor 109 because they did put our poster up and they were really supportive of, yeah. of us. And so we really want to re- thank those guys. our
1: stuff. Those guys are really Yeah, we great. really want
0: to thank those guys for being supportive during all of this. And now it begins.
1: Begins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we shall see where this goes. Yeah.
1: I'm excited! Yay! So um, we have. I'm working on two guests. We have two guests that we're working on getting on the show. So you're gonna. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll have. See. We'll have some. Anyway, we have some guests coming up. My so skin
0: we'll, is about to melt off yeah. my body.
1: So, so uh, <laughs> let's, let's wrap go. it up, let's buddy. Wrap <laughs> it up. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: Ugh, bye.